It's about that time for some nosebleed seats. The show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside my co-host, Eric Chiafalo. And it's time for a little Cowboys conversation. It's been too long since we've been in the safe space talking a little foosball, especially Dallas Cowboys football. And we're going to do it right here, right now. And we now have some more, some new, some official inside trading, inside information because our very own, the one, the only, the beautiful Eric Chiafalo has gotten himself this brand new internship working with a local television station. And he is going out there to the Cowboys headquarters, covering practice, just shooting the poo with Ezekiel Elliott. And he is feeding me a buffet of Cowboys knowledge. One, I couldn't be more jealous and envious of you. But two, I'm thrilled that this is happening because now I can just get all the great info and go ahead and just dream about what could be this upcoming season. Well, it is a Cowboys conversation on a Friday, Chuck, and thanks for the bona fides there. I appreciate it. I am interning, so I am given the opportunity to be at the Star on an OTA Wednesday for media availability, just like I was this week and last week. And I got to tell you, man, it's uh, it's awesome. I've never even been to the Star, so it's beautiful. Oh, for it people is. who haven't been out to the Star, man, good God, that place is incredible. Ridic- Dude, it almost feels like too nice. Like you walk into it and it still has that new smell. Everything's just pristine. Yeah. It yeah, glistens. Yeah, new car smell. Like, I everything it. just seems brand new, but it's been open now two years. Yeah, it, it was super, super cool. Uh, it's a beautiful facility, uh, but they practice outside, you know, so it, it's hot as balls. It's 105 outside, and uh, they're, they're not they're not in the indoors. They're not in the dome, and it sucks because as a media guy such as myself out there watching, I'm sweating balls. You're schwitzing. I'm thirsty as hell, and I'm dying out there, uh, but I can't complain because these guys are out there running around and doing their thing. So uh, it was awesome. It was great. Uh, it's great to get to do that, and yeah, I got, I got, I got some nuggets for you. Whatever questions, man, you kind of... I don't know if you have any questions about what these guys look like. I did get to go in the locker room, see him, no, you know, I virtually do. naked. I and that's what I'm going to ask. First of all, yeah, you know me, and I come out with my annual draft butt rankings. You know, I am the Tush Scout. It's the top ten asses of the scouting combine yes, every and, year. Uh, we love it. We wait for it. Uh, you dig deep. Mm-hmm. You, you crunch the film. You crunch the numbers. And you come out with the top 10 asses of the scouting combine. And good God, was this past year's was incredible. The 2018 ass, the top asses, Wolchuk. Best yet. This, I think, was the best yet. Yeah, I think so, you too. You killed it, man. If you guys missed that, go back to the archives and grab it. Thank you. We teased it for a while. Good God, Wolchuk. You came strong, my it, friend. The payoff was was worth it. It was now, next level. So what are we thinking? Like, I, I know a lot of these guys I scouted. Best ass Jaylen on the Smith, squad. Uh, I was up there in his draft class. Now, yeah. unfortunately, we didn't get to see him do a whole lot. But you could just tell this dude had a, a rip time. Yeah, no, for sure, total total rip time. And and uh, and and you mentioned Rod, his brother, last year. Oh, sculpted. And I got up close and personal with that thing this this past week. And wow, you were so right, man. Mm, and I never is. doubted you in the first place. Uh, but man, seeing that thing up close and personal, Rod Smith, he's a big guy from top to bottom. But that bottom, oh, that bottom is incredible. But it runs in the family because I got a good peek over there at Jalen. Same thing. Man, great tush. And the thing about Jalen is, uh, I got two things about Jalen. If you see him standing there without his clothes on, like I had the pleasure of doing, not watching him move in any way, he is one of the most physically 
beautiful, gifted people I have ever seen. Not just the tush, but I'm talking about the abs, the chest, the arms, the calves. The dude is ripped. He's shredded. He's tall. He's lean. He's got to be 240 pounds or so. Yeah. And it's just chisel. I mean, it's Greek god sort of deal. It's like this guy needs to make a stat. There needs to be a Jalen Smith shirtless statue in front of the star and or in front of AT&T Stadium. Definitely in front of Notre Dame Stadium. Well, he's kind of that guy. Yeah, he's like that first guy off the bus. You know, if we want to intimidate the other team, he's incredible. Smith out there. He is incredible. Uh, The the other part about Jalen Smith, the sad part is when he puts the clothes on, he heads out to the field with the cleats and the helmet. So the movement. And we talked about this. We might have been off air. It might have been on air. All these shows are running together now. I forget. But that video came out of him training without the brace and his movement looked really really good but it's also a video that's being pumped out by Jalen Smith and that PR team so you got to see him in person was it as impressive absolutely not Uh, no Uh, I don't want to say it was terrible it doesn't look like I would say he looks better without the brace than he did with the brace but I got to see him do these different drills and things and when you see him out there just with the other linebackers especially a guy like Vander Esch who's young and spry you can see the difference in just the level of mobility, the quick twitch, the stop and go, the burst, that five-yard burst. They do this drill where uh, the ball's on the ground. They go scoop it and score. Uh, and then they do the interception drill as well. They drop into coverage, break on the ball, pick it and go. And watching Jalen do both of those, man, it was a little bit it, it was a little bit tough for me. I felt I felt kind of bad for him because so here's my, here's my question. Though. He just doesn't have the burst, yeah. the explosion. It do, it's not so, as fluid as a guy like Vander. Even Go going up the field, or is it mainly just when he's backpedaling in coverage? No, it is when he's going up the field. So in coverage, it doesn't look great when he's dropping back. But even when he plants and comes forward, breaks on the ball, picks it off, and goes and runs. Shoot, it's just it's just the burst isn't there. It's that it's that five to ten yard burst that as a linebacker you gotta you have need it. that quick it's switch. Just, yes, man, and it's just not there and, and it's a oh, shame it, it, and I don't think and, and I saw the way they, they used him in 11 and 11 uh, where they kind of put him on the edge a little bit and he'll yeah. rush the passer like he'll three, do that four outside linebacker almost yes. in this 4-3 that's what I was envisioning him getting up the field yeah. and my thing is like I we knew last year he's a liability in coverage now when you add Vander Esch who's supposed to be a lot better at that you now shift Jalen over to the strong side I want his responsibility now to be more shoot the gap, get upfield, rush the pass, or stop the run. But if you're telling me even that is a little bit of a tick late, I'm concerned. Yeah, no, it, it is concerning for me. Again, they don't have the pads on now, so obviously when training camp gets here, hopefully I'll get to see a little bit of that, even though they'll be in Oxnard most of the time. But either way, when the season gets here, you'll get a good feel for it. But just seeing it up close and personal, man, I'll tell you, it just didn't look as good as the other linebackers in terms of just fluidity, the stop and go, and the burst. It just wasn't quite there. Though, when you go into the locker room and you see him take that shirt off, good God, are you just blown away. I mean, the dude should be on GQ every single week, every single month, however they do that thing. So he looks incredible, but when he moves, it's just not there. Ah, that's, so that's frustrating. That, that, was, that was my first uh, takeaway, first observation for you. Uh, what else you got? So I now I'm going to stick with the linebackers because I know you love the linebackers. LVE, yeah. How does he look now? now one, how does he look physically? Because I think he's he's a tall, physical guy. Like the yeah. one thing we talked about, and I can see it. The Brian Urlacher comparison physically, he does have the same physique almost, but the upper body not as big. But he's young, and I feel like he can grow into that. But 
How was the lower body? Because that's what we need for him to be able to get that explosion. And for me, I saw an explosive type player on film at Boise State. How's he looking? Yeah, physically, he looks pretty good. And you're right. His actual, his lower half impressed me more than his upper half. He, he's a tall dude. He's every bit of that 6'4 that they talk about. Definitely a tall dude. He moves well. Lower half looks good. I mean, the dude, he's got nice calves, nice rear end. I mean, I'm surprised he didn't make this year's uh, top asses. Of the it was a tough combine. List I'm, sure, I'm sure it was tough. Dalton Schultz. I don't know if you have to see him at all. Yeah. But he was an underrated Heine. Oh, yeah. man. I saw him make a, a couple grabs there in the end yeah, zone. He's probably going to start this year, in my opinion. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes, throwing a rookie into the into the mix there. I'll keep more of an eye out on him uh, as the mini camps progress. But uh, I did see him out there getting work. He is kind of that number one tight end right now, along with Rico Gathers. Before I get to Rico, though, because physically he stood out to me. Uh, back to Vander Esch. Lower half definitely impressed me. Nice rear end, nice thighs, nice calves, big, explosive. Uh, upper body, a little bit lean, a little bit... Um, little bit I was expecting a little bit more muscle I would say uh, so I think he's gonna hopefully he's gonna pack on a little bit more that that tricep that bicep that chesticle uh, but lower half incredible and the way he moved was really nice seeing him do the drills seeing him uh, having to cover running backs down the field wide receivers in the slot down the field he moves well I I so far so good for me on Vander. so let's say you put him because I mean obviously you're a Dolphins fan so like you're looking at this unbiasedly let's say he's on the Dolphins and you're watching this are you excited about him yeah yeah at this point again you're not seeing him with pads on so obviously that's a that's a huge huge step here once you get into training camp see how that goes but just in terms of without pads moving around does he look the part does he does he does he look like he should be there absolutely he's every bit as athletic as the rest of those guys if not more uh and he and he's by far the tallest linebacker they have. Again, the only thing is just I would like to see a little bit. If he could have Jalen Smith's upper body, you'd be looking at a freak show, freak show, freak show. Uh, but so far, so good on Vander Esch. Back to the tight ends. I did see Schultz make a few plays, uh, but it was it was Rico Gathers who just physically, not necessarily in any sort of performance way, but just physically, good God, that dude is huge. That dude is thick. He's like six foot eight, I think. Yeah, he's tall as freak. Uh, he, he, you would think he was a lineman almost, not because he's fat or anything, but just because just that he big. is just so dang big. Lower half and upper half. I mean, dude, upper body is just thick as can be. Bottom half is like insane almost. Like I was like, good god, how does anybody wrap around this guy's waist to tackle him? Because he's so freaking thick. So and, and he moves incredible. They're gonna hopefully, man. I mean, if everything works out, Rico's the guy you want to to rise to the crop. Yeah, and what's weird is the Cowboys just don't seem super into Rico Gathers. I don't know what it is because even when he's gotten playing time, and it might be because he does, they don't, they're not comfortable with him and his ability and knowledge of the playbook. That might be a thing. I mean, he was very raw. He was a basketball player that had never hadn't played football since high school. They took a flyer on the seventh round that they basically have stashed away the last two years and hoping that they could groom him and develop him to be the next Antonio Gates, Jimmy Graham-esque tight end. And in the preseason, when he's gotten chances, he's made plays. But the Cowboys just don't seem super into giving Rico that serious of a chance. And I'm with you. I think it's a big mistake because athletically, as a pass catcher, a dude that can stretch the field for you vertically at the tight end position, I think he could be a heck of a weapon. And when you're talking about his size, like... How can you not teach that dude to block? That doesn't make sense to me. When he's so big, just the sure 
presence. He's tough to get around, I'm sure, uh, for a defensive player. So it's weird to me that that dude couldn't figure out how to block. The whole Rico Gathers conundrum is a big headache and mystery to me and into why he's not really seeming to be more in the Cowboys' plans. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you, especially in the red zone, man. That would be nice to have have a guy like that. Well, especially with the loss now of maybe your two best red zone players, aside from Zeke. That's what I'm saying. Des and Witten, you need someone to fill that void. Totally, man. And, and physically, he looks like the kind of guy that could be that. We'll just see what happens when the pads come on with old Rico. Um, a couple other guys physically that stood out to me, I just wanted to mention uh, Leo Collins. Just massive. Absolutely massive. And not not in a fat way at all. Just a big, strong beast of a man. Uh, the other one is, uh, I don't even know how to say it, Jihad Ward or whatever. Jihad Ward. Jihad Ward, guy you guys traded for at the tackle out of Oakland. That dude, I thought, was David Irving. I've seen David Irving up close and personal. He's one of the most physically impressive people yes. ever. Because he's so tall, so big, and so lean. Uh, but, nipple but rings. Ward, yeah, and the nipple rings. God, those stand out. Uh, I'm not sure if Ward has nipple rings, but I almost I confused him with David Irving initially when Did I you walked ask into him the locker question? room. No, I didn't. Um, I just <laughs> David. I, David. Wh- I looked up at his locker after, and they got the names on uh, above well, the locker, and it said you. Ward. I'm like, okay, good, that saved me. But but he is he is a physical freak too, man. He's a defensive tackle who is lean as hell and just muscles coming out of his ears. So uh, very impressive there again. Not sure too much about the guy as a player, but physically, absolute monster. And then the last one, I know everybody's always wondering physically, how's Zeke looking? Yes, I was just about to ask you. Got very, very up close and personal with a, a underwear wearing Zeke, only underwear, and it was fantastic. Uh, you, no worries on that front. That dude looks great. He looks lean. Stomach looks good. I was seeing at least a four pack. Uh, I mean, the dude is the dude's fine physically. Looks very good. He's a big guy. Uh, all the running backs, you know, uh, Rod Smith is a big guy. Well, Bo Scarborough, Bo Scarborough, must be huge. He was very big. Him and Rod Smith both both really impressed me with their size. Uh, Rod Smith is very big, but he's a little bit leaner, upper body wise. Bo Scarborough, that upper body is ridiculously big. Uh, but Zeke looks great, top to bottom. Uh, legs, ass, back, chest, abs, everything looks good. Looks like he's been taking care of himself. His hair is long as hell. How's the beard? Um, beard is great. Freshly groomed. It looks. I, I wanted to ask him, Zeke, do you get that thing groomed every single day? Because it looked like he had just left the barbershop. He looked great. I love him. Uh, and I think he's going to need to have... A 2,000-yard season for the Cowboys to get to go where they need to go. It, it all starts with Zeke, so on the field. I mean, physically, that's great to hear. Yeah. But he, do you it, notice Zeke, and not only, you know, how he looks on the field explosion-wise and, and back to Zeke form, but leadership-wise. I mean, is that something you've noticed? Because the, the reports are he's taken more of a leadership role. Is, it, has, has that... Yeah, they've talked about that. He's talked about that, how he wants to be a little bit more vocal. Um you know, for me, I didn't get, I didn't really see a ton of that. Now he is the leader of the line and all the running back drills and all that stuff. He's first to go and all that sort of deal. But he uh, sets the tone at least. Yeah, absolutely. He set the tone, but I didn't personally, not to say that he doesn't do that, because again, sometimes they're far down the field. I wouldn't be able to hear him talk if if he was. Uh, but for for me personally, no, I didn't see a ton of him being overly vocal, leadery, whatever, whatever. But he looked great on the field. He moved well on eleven on eleven. He's getting to the edge. He's he's faster than just about anybody on that field, and, and he's looking really good. They have a new running back drill that I thought was cool, um, where they do the agility ladder, 
but it's the one that's uh, raised up off the ground a little bit. So you kind of got to pick your your feet, oh, your high knees, knees up, yeah. and you go through that deal. You can trip over it if you're not careful. Mm. Well, it's this new drill there that they're doing, the running backs are, where they, they do that ladder drill, and the coach tells them whichever pattern he wants them to go in throughout through the through the squares. Um, and But while they do that, the running backs coach is standing there with a stick with a helmet on the end, and the, and the running back coach is – is putting that stick wherever he wants to as the guy's going through the drill, and, and they got to stiff arm it down. That was a drill I've played football my entire life, never once seen it. Got into the locker room, asked him about it. That's a new drill. Just just started doing it. Uh, Zeke seems to like it. He says it's it's tough because you, you're focusing on your feet, but then at the same time, you're trying to get that stiff arm in there. Um, so that was just one of the drills that I noticed. That I like that. Good. I've been around football Innovative. my whole life and never seen it, and I thought, wow, that's such a smart drill. Why not do that? You know? No, that's awesome. So, yeah. Um, all right. So position battles. Uh, I'm interested to hear about how was the uh, the DB unit looking against that receiver unit because the DBs, in my opinion, hopefully will be a strength of the team. When you look at the, you've got a young nucleus there of talent that really seemed to come on strong at the end of ne- uh, of last season with Xavier Woods, Cheeto Awuzie, Jordan Lewis. I think it's going to be maybe the best corner on the roster uh, mixed in with Byron Jones now moving to corner. Frazier. I mean, we know about Heath, and we know how we feel about Heath. Cowboys like him for whatever reason. But they put him, by the way, with Heath. Uh, for, from everything I saw, he was playing a lot in the box, and, and a lot of their eleven on eleven, even in their seven on seven, they got two safeties out there. They put Heath in there as sort of a as sort of a, a big nickel uh, linebacker situation, okay. and so. Uh, not sure how much they've really done that in the no. past. A lot of the time, they leave him back to freelance almost as a free safety, which is what I hate. Good God, that is the last. He'll thing get you lucky want. and make a pick on you, but it's it's rare. Yeah, well, they got him playing a little bit of linebacker, so maybe we can look to see that more. He's a solid tackle, from at least what I've seen. He's got a little bit of that, you know, passing situation okay. linebacker action going. Now, how Jeffy. the receivers look though against these DBs? Because the receivers are the big question, you know, and I think they've done a good job. Getting a lot of guys, so you can do a lot of different things, and it's and they've added competition to that room. Mm-hmm. Uh, specifically, Gallup. You know, I'm a big Gallup guy, but I mean, how are these receivers looking? Because that's probably the biggest area of concern for most fans heading into the year. Yeah, and I was most curious when it comes to the receivers. Obviously, Tavon Austin, just because that the speed factor, which definitely stood out to me. You know, when he was out there running routes, there was a couple times uh, Dak Dak missed him a little bit because I think the speed um, got used to you it. Just kind of got to get used to that a little bit, uh, but. Watched Gallup quite a bit, and he's definitely impressive to me. Uh, he moves really well, catches the ball well. He didn't make a ton of big plays um, as far as 11-on-11s 11 and 7-on-7s seven go, but I saw him catch the ball well, uh, and, and he seems like a guy that really works hard. He was kind of in his coach's ear the whole the whole practice that I've seen. Uh, it seemed like he was just really trying to figure stuff out. Uh, and he's an ener- he's an energy kind of guy. He's he's up and popping and Good. going, yeah, yeah. And, and that's exactly Which is how. What you need. Yeah, and For that's sure, how also on the DB side of things. That's how Cheeto is. Okay, Awuzie. He's kind of the personality. He likes dancing. He likes you know jumping yeah. around, getting people fired up. Good. Uh, so so that's something that that I noted as well. But in terms of overall wide receivers versus the DBs at this point, and and, and I don't want to say too much because again, I'm not. Just like in a game, you see a receiver beat a DB for a touchdown. You don't always know is that the safety, was that the corner, Who's fault, you know, responsibility, what was exactly. the coverage. I so got you. not knowing that sort of deal, it's hard to always say. But from the things that I've seen, and again, these quarterbacks aren't getting hit, so it's always kind of advantage offense. The receivers have kind of, and again, I've only seen two practices. The receivers have kind of impressed me a little more than the DBs have. 
Um, That's awesome to hear. Which, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's always tough, like in training camp, when you read about the practices and you see one like offense is dominating the defense. You're like, okay, that's really good for the offense. But wait, does my defense no, I'm suck? Not, I'm, or I'm like, still not worried about the DBs. To me, those guys are gamers, man. Like Jordan yeah. Lewis, Xavier Woods. To me, they're gamers. Cheeto, the biggest thing is stay on the field. When he was on the field, he played well. By the way, he's um, number twenty-four now. That yeah, threw me through a yeah, freaking You're like, what? Man. It's Mo, Mo Claiborne like, back? Why is Mo out here? Yeah, exactly. No, because uh, I actually saw a video of him dancing tweeted out. And he was wearing 24. Oh, really? Okay. And my initial thought was, what the hell? Is this an old video? But yeah. no, I forgot that he changed his... Because 33 did look a little weird on him. Yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like 24 it 24 looks good. It does? Okay, yeah, it fits 24 better. 24 looks good. And you know what? The, the prior 24 was a disappointment. So hopefully he can bring more uh, more glory to that. And the, so that's good to hear about the receiver. Like, Hearns was looking good. What about Thompson? Thompson and Wilson. Uh, Thompson, Deontay Thompson, the free agent they brought in formerly, I think played with the Bills. And then... Wilson, their late seventh round pick from Boise State, Brian Broadus, who's a draft, a former draft scout, former you know scout, worked for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. the Eagles, the Packers. Now he works for DallasCowboys.com and with us at 105.3 The Fan, the Cowboys flagship radio station. Uh, he's been tweeting great things about Wilson. Yeah, I saw Wilson like, get behind the defense. From what I remember, he didn't connect on any deep, but he got behind. He got behind the defense a handful of times, and and Dak threw it up to him. It just you know didn't connect but yeah he got behind the DBs uh, quite a bit you said that now a couple times should I be worried about Dak I mean has, I wouldn't be worried looking? about Dak I'm gonna I'm gonna be out there again and I'm gonna be really focusing on Dak because there's just so new so many new guys out there that I've they've just yeah. piqued my interest that I'm really trying to focus totally. on and you've only been to what one practice now yeah well two now two but. okay so here's what I want from you if you don't mind uh a little scouting report that I'd like yeah give it to me Dak's footwork okay to me he does a lot of jump throwing, which I think really has set him back in terms of his accuracy. Now, we know he's been very good rolling to his right, throwing on the run. Uh, but in the pocket, he gets a little bit of happy feet. And I'd like to see if you notice when his footwork sound, does that make a difference in his accuracy and his velocity? Does the ball come out cleaner versus his kind of all over the place sloppiness? In the footwork. I think that makes a big difference. Even when Tony Romo was starting for the Cowboys, when Romo's footwork was on, he was among the league's elite you know, yeah. at the position. Yeah. But when his footwork was sloppy, that's when the the crazy interceptions would happen. And he just got happy feedback there. And, yeah. and I think, Dak, you saw that. And a lot of that might be the offensive line and your confidence in those guys to protect you. And I'm sure after that Atlanta game, he was haunted. But either way, I need to make sure Prescott's feet are set. And the last thing I want to ask uh, before we wrap up here is Chris Richard. Uh, yeah. Did you note it was Chris Richard a noticeable yes. force in practice? Because all I'm hearing from that dude as the new secondary coach is, wow, this guy is a badass. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought him up. And before I even get to him, one more thing on Dak. Um, looks like he's dropped a few pounds. He looks a little bit leaner. They talked about it. Linehan talked about how he's, he's lost a few pounds. Um, you can kind of see it a little bit. He's a big guy. Um, the, he didn't lose weight in a bad way. I mean, he, he I think he dropped probably a little bit of body fat percentage. You can tell, and I think that'll bode well for him moving on the field. Uh, the other thing is, you talked about Zeke being a vocal leader. I didn't see much of it. Um, not to say that he wasn't, but Dak, I, I certainly noticed uh, certain times where he'd go up to receivers and say, hey, that was great. Dude, you need to do that every single time to young receivers. Hey, that's exactly how it needs to look. I heard him specifically say that. I can't remember the young receiver he was talking to, but he did that kind of stuff. So Dak is certainly that way. Uh, but back to Richard. Absolute stud. Uh, we talk about guys physically. Richard's a beast. I mean, the guy looks like he... I don't know if he did play. He did. But He's a former player. Oh, okay. he, he played in the league. Yeah. Okay, beautiful. So he looks like he used to play, and by that I mean he retired two years ago. I mean, the dude looks like a stud. 
Um, and he's very vocal. He's very loud. He's kind of in your face. Um, but he's he's very positive. He's he's up as soon as as soon as one of his DBs makes a play or, or gets burned or whatever it is, he's right up talking to him, talking to him technique, fundamentals, and just kind of giving him confidence, that sort of deal. But he's he's the loudest coach out there. Besides, I don't even know who the linebackers coach is, but he's a pretty loud guy too. Linebackers coach is a little bit of oh my uh, gosh. He's a fiery uh, guy. It's a new coach this year. Yeah, I'd he's a white dude. He's a little bit chubby, whatever. Yeah, I'm on the name. Likes to wear his visor. Uh, linebackers coach is pretty vocal. But, but yeah, Richard, he's probably the most vocal of all the coaches, all the position coaches and everything. He's back there, and he's hollering, constantly pointing, clapping, you know, and, and, and coaching, man. And he's up on those guys. Uh, individually and as a group, that dude is – he is going 100 miles an hour all Did the time. Did you see any one player in particular he was focusing on? Was it maybe Byron? I mean, Byron making that transition. Did they seem to work with him a little uh, there's more? There's one instance. I, not, I wouldn't say any more than the others, but I do remember an instance where he, he specifically went to Byron after one of the plays and did whatever coaching he was doing. Was there starting pair Byron and Cheeto and then Jordan Lewis is the three in the slot? Um, I I saw a lot of Lewis on the outside. Okay, no, um, hey, you know, and, and that excites me because I think Jordan Lewis is the best corner on this team. Okay, I love the way he plays. He's a scrappy dude. And I know he got beat a couple times last year. Teams picked on him, but and you and if anybody's seen the All or Nothing where he goes at Dez, I love that. Just dude, I'm gonna come at anybody. I'm a junkyard dog. I don't care. The compete level for Jordan Lewis is everything I want in a corner, and even though he's a little more undersized for a Chris Richard system, he likes those long, bigger physical corners, which is why they've moved Byron over coming from Seattle, and Jordan Lewis isn't that, but I think talent-wise, he's still so good, I don't want him to get lost in the shuffle because he doesn't match up ideally physically to the scheme they want to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think the move to to corner for for Byron is a, is a really good move. I agree, good. Uh, I'm with you on Jordan Lewis. I think he's a heck of a player. Uh, and he was he was playing a lot of boundary, but I'll keep another eye on that. Uh, see see who's playing that nickel uh, for them. But. I wonder if they try Anthony Brown in there at all. Yeah, I think actually now that now that you mention that, I feel like I do remember seeing Brown in the slot. But I I'll see I'll I'll keep my eyes peeled for that a little bit more. Perfect. Gosh, now this is awesome. I'm so happy that you're in there, and I can just ping pong these off you. I think it makes hopefully for a very entertaining segment for our Cowboy fans and just NFL fans in general out there listening to the No Speed Seats podcast. Of course, this is it. This is Friday. It's the end of the week. I hope you've enjoyed our Tuesday through Friday shows. As always, hit us up, www.nosebleedseatsradio.com. You can reach us on Twitter, at Nosebleed Pod. On Facebook, just search Nosebleed Seats Podcast. And the Insta, NBS Podcast. NBS Podcast. And always check out our number one sponsor, Robert at R.W. Diamond Broker. He is gone solo, my friends. R.W. Diamond Broker. Yes, it's based out of Dallas, but it does not matter. If you're a fan of the show, support the people who support us. Google, hit them up for engagement rings. Father's Day is coming up. You want to get a watch. Anything you need, literally, Robert's your guy. He can get it for you. R.W. Diamond Broker. A, uh, an awesome sponsor of the Nosebleed Seats podcast. This has been fun. Uh, I love getting in the safe space with you, brother, and uh, hopefully we can get back and do it again next week. Let's do it. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Peace.